Hey Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shell Pennzoil Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And all all kidding aside uh, about uh, football and Major League Baseball, uh, the... uh, Super Bowl of Motorsports uh, is tomorrow with the Daytona 500. And uh, joining us now is uh, John Haverland with the uh, Circuit Journal. How you doing, John? I'm doing well, Dave. Thanks for having me on this morning. And as we speak, I'm standing just outside the garage at Daytona International Speedway. How fantastic to uh, uh, finally be back and going racing with this new next-gen car. I, I got to tell you that uh, the the car looks a little slower, and it looks like uh, they're having a little bit of trouble uh, with the momentum in the drafting other than the Fords, of course. Uh, what's kind of your uh, initial takeaway uh, with this new next-gen car? Yeah, so the speeds are a little bit slower. Uh, they're using 510 horsepower for the super speedway races, Daytona and Talladega, I think Atlanta as well this year. Uh, it's, it's, at least from the duels, it looks like some of the slower cars might have some trouble uh, keeping up with the, the, the lead pack in the draft. That could be something to watch for. Uh, you also have to consider that the duels were 20-car fields instead of 40-car right. fields. So uh, we'll see how that kind of pans out tomorrow. Uh, as for right now, though, final practice is about to begin. I hear some engines revving in the background, so it might make it a little hard to hear you. But um, it's going to be an exciting day. We have the ARCA race later afternoon, and then after that is the Xfinity Series race. Speaking of hearing them, uh, what are your thoughts uh, on, the, on the new sound? Uh, I hear they, they sound quite a bit different. Yeah, so they sound a little more guttural. They're, they're like a heavier sound. They're not as high-pitched as uh, the last-generation car. Uh, it, I like it, honestly. It was pretty fascinating to hear them for the first time when they were at the Clash uh, in Los Angeles two weeks ago. Yeah, I also kind of thought maybe there the speeds were a little bit lower, so maybe that's why they sounded a little deeper. But it just seems like everyone agrees that the cars have like a deeper uh, throatier sound this year compared to previous years. Well, they they definitely look great, and like you said, we'll we'll see when they run with a pack of forty, which is also exciting uh, that we actually had to have two cars go home, uh, which means that uh, you know we're we're gonna have a a, a full field. Uh, what was the what was the feel around there to? Uh, to have you know people like you know Greg Biffle or to have Jacques Villeneuve you know to qualify uh, last minute uh, you had uh, Kaz Grala get in I mean it was a lot of excitement around uh, the duels and qualifying in that we haven't had in in quite some time. Yeah, so all four of the open entries that made it into the Daytona 500 are pretty significant stories. Greg Biffle is making his first Cup start since his uh, since. Homestead 2016 when he last raced for uh, Ralph Stenley Racing in the 16 car. Kaz Grala is making uh, uh, the Floyd May. I'm sorry, Floyd Mayweather's team is making its debut with Kaz Grala here at the Daytona 500. This has been something that's kind of been in the works for a couple of years, and now it's finally come to fruition. 
Um, you look at Jacques Villeneuve, I feel like that's kind of an underrated story this weekend. Is yeah. For the first time, there's going to be a driver making his Daytona 500 debut while already having the title of Formula One world champion. Now, when Mario Andretti won the Daytona 500 back in 67, he hadn't quite been a Formula One champion yet, so this is the first time a driver enters the 500 as an F1 champion. And then, uh, finally, Noah Gregson. This is going to be his uh, cup debut, and what better race to do it than the Daytona 500, right? Absolutely. Uh, interesting, in the offseason, there was a whole lot of talk um, about the impact that Kurt Busch uh, was going to bring to the 2311 team. Uh, but after the duels, now you got to say, man, I think maybe Brad Kozlowski brought more to uh, you know his ownership position uh, with RFK uh, than than definitely uh, you know the impact that we've seen from um, Kurt Busch. I mean, what are your thoughts on on Busher and Kozlowski uh, winning both of the duels? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, right before the duels the other night, Thursday night, I was on the phone with a family member. And I was saying, I was kind of thinking RFK might have something uh, to show this weekend, whether it's Keselowski, who's obviously so great at Daytona, or Chris Buescher, just because of the randomness that the Daytona 500 can produce. Uh, you know, look at Michael McDowell last year. So I was kind of thinking uh, Roush Fenway Keselowski might be on to something this year, and sure enough, they sleep the duels. So uh, maybe I'm right. Maybe I should play the lotto, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Of course, uh, pretty uh, uneventful uh, duel number one, but duel number two, uh, inning with a uh, a block from Joey Logano and in the wall, which is basically uh, how he ended the Daytona 500 last year, uh, you know, in contact with Kozlowski. Um, the Fords look totally, you know, once again, like they, they draft better. Um, you know, there's just, you know, there's only, what, six Toyotas in the field? So when yes. are are we gonna? I mean, are we gonna see a a, a one two three sweep for a, a Ford with the Daytona five hundred? Anything's possible. <laughs> uh, you always think of uh, the Toyotas always seem to be outnumbered the last couple of years because it's basically Joe Gibbs Racing and one other team. And you know, a couple of years ago it was Furniture Row. Now it's twenty three eleven Racing with Bubba Wallace and Kurt Busch. Uh, but that doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't deter any of the Toyotas from winning the Daytona 500. I mean, Denny Hamlin won the thing three times since yep. 2016. So, um, could could it be all Fords? Sure. Could it be all Chevys? Sure. I mean, look at Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman starting on the front row. Yeah. And then you know, obviously, you can't can't count up the Toyotas as well. Yeah, it's a it's a long race. I mean, it's you know, uh, it's definitely uh, going to be worth watching. Uh, what are you What are you going to be looking for um, in the race? Is there is there a big movement that you're looking for? Is you're just seeing, you know, finally getting the uh, the next gen, the you know that generation of the 2022 car going forward? What are you kind of looking for in the race? Yeah, I think for this race, I'm looking a little bit at how the draft works. Uh, it's it's going to be different. We don't really know what it's going to look like with the full field yet. Obviously, we saw what it looked like in the duels. Uh, another thing might just be the, the durability of the cars. Right. Um, and I don't just mean like when they crash. I mean, obviously a crash is kind of inevitable. Right. The Daytona 500, but um, just how they run. Like, you know, like look at the crash a couple weeks ago. There were some transaxle issues with, uh, I believe it was Tyler Reddick, and I forget who the other driver was. Right. But just the durability might be something to keep an eye on. You never know. Um, and, yeah, just really the draft is going to be the biggest thing, I think. 
Well, those those big breaks kind of uh, uh, caught Denny Hamlin a little little off guard trying to uh, trying to come in there, and all of a sudden the car just turned around. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and I think Denny Hamlin's going to be fine. Yeah, I think he starts thirtieth, yeah, thirty second, something like that, and uh, he'll be fine. He's he knows how to win this race. He knows how to work the air in the draft. So I expect him to work his way up front. And, awesome. Hey, how can uh, we? The time is right. How can we follow you this weekend? Sure. So you can follow me on Twitter at John Haverlin, at J O H N H A V E R L I N. And you can follow uh, the Circuit Journal on Twitter as well at Circuit Journal, all one word. Feel free to go to thecircuitjournal.com as well. I'll be posting content throughout the weekend. And, uh, you know, if you're listening or if you're reading, I appreciate you. So uh, thanks for everything. Awesome, man. John, hey, thank you for your time this morning. And, uh, uh, I, I can't believe they didn't fire it up and just, just ruin it so you couldn't hear us, man. <laughs> yep. Awesome, man. You have a, you have a good day, and we'll uh, catch up with you soon. All right. Take care, Dave. Thanks. All right. So uh, John Haverlin, Circuit Journal, uh, also does some writing for the New Mexico Motorsports Report, so really uh, excited to have him out there. And I tell you, looking forward to the Daytona 500, trying to see what this is all about. Because I watched the trucks last night. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. The trucks look, you know, about the same. You know, even though that they were playing playing real nice towards the end. Uh, and then, of course, we have that uh, another wreck when they were coming to uh, one to go. So we're going to talk all about that on the other segment. Yeah, you've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Denny Hamlin of the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Hi, this is Al Unson, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Swope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And, of course, uh, Camping World Trucks uh, race last night uh, came down to an exciting finish, uh, one lap uh, to go, and then there was a, a crash, had to reset, green-white checkered, uh, your winner, Zame Smith. But uh, finishing ninth, Matt DiBenedetto. We got some audio here. Uh, Dominic Aragon grabbed for us from the racing experts. Let's take a quick listen. Hey, top 10 to begin 2022 in your truck series campaign. Walk us through your race. <laughs> we played the uh, ride strategy, waiting on a crash, uh, kind of playing the statistics, a little chess match. And, I mean, it, you can say it kind of worked out, but it didn't. Um, we, you know, we wanted to have a shot to win. Um, but I couldn't believe, man, they didn't. nobody crashed till uh, there were about six almost crashes. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, everybody held it together until uh, coming down to the white there. So, um, yeah, just ran out of time. We, uh, you know, definitely the truck was fast enough when I did have to go. Um, but, yeah, just ran out of time there, needed to crash. We were just waiting on one big pileup, and then we were going to go from there, but it didn't happen until the very end, and we're just kind of out of time. So that's it. Sure. Walk us that perspective, that last lap or second-to-last lap crash, your vantage point. Um, yeah, we uh, – 
we were riding, you know, far back from the pack. We had made our bed at that point. We were committed. It wasn't fun knowing that nobody had crashed all the way down to that late. We were thinking, you know, really any time in the race, if a good handful got wiped out in one pile up, you always have a big one. So, uh, yeah, I just saw um, kind of a, a block there and chaos and and everybody get wiped out. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we, you know, brought home one piece, but it's just uh, the strategy didn't necessarily work out as far as uh going for the win just because it all happened so late and we were just out of time but the truck was plenty fast to to have done it ninth place how did that match up against your expectations for tonight um i really want just shooting for a win that was it but uh you know we still can't complain because it's a solid start to the year and when you start these things and you get buried in points uh it stinks so um you know i'm glad we had a solid day uh you know, it, it didn't necessarily work out, but I can't complain about a top 10 to start the year. Our strategy kind of, you know, isn't the most fun thing to do and ride around, but we stayed committed to it. And it just um, didn't work out for winning the race, but it's all good. We got all uh, all year and a lot of a lot of fun to do. A couple more questions. I'll look yeah. on 22 now, leaving Daytona. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where we stack up come Vegas. Uh, that's going to be a good teller. And moving forward, you know, we got a lot of real big variety of tracks right off the bat. Lane's going to show where we're going to stack up. I mean, you know, want to see victory lane, 100%. I mean, that's the goal. We're, you know, this is a small team and just in its sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of growing to do and building, but we have really, really good people. And that's, you're only as good as people around you. So, no, I feel, uh, I feel really good about it. And it's going to be, going to be a lot of fun. I think we can definitely uh, see victory lane at some point. And last year, chances, or I guess the likelihood of seeing you run Xfinity or Cup again this year? Um... I'm really focused on enjoying the trucks. I'm going to be honest with you. I've gotten that question from a lot. My 100% focus is right here with this team. Um, you know, it, I'm not really, unless something happens and I need to be on standby or something for, you know, a, a top team and cup or something like that, um, I'll, I'll do whatever the path. I don't know the path, though. Whatever happens, happens. But my mindset, though, is, oh, you know, a lot of people have had been asking that question. And I'm like, no, honestly, I'm really going to enjoy this truck series. Uh, and that's where my head's at. It's going to be a rejuvenation of just the fun, old-school feel of racing. If I read correctly, you'd compare it to like a short track kind of feel. Brings me back to literally, that's why I love it. That's why I love it so much. And I'm genuinely, my wife will tell you, more excited about this race season than any that we can ever remember. And I mean that genuinely because it feels like, it literally feels like I'm, back to uh racing when i did big late model shows and things like that you know it, it has that feel it's just your old school what's up, brother? it's just your old school hardcore racer group and we're a small team uh, with a small group of dedicated guys it's just a totally different vibe less pressure um yeah yeah i'm i'm uh I'm just, well, one, everybody that knows me knows I'm all in and <laughs> super focused, and that's why I'm so focused on this team because anything I do, we're doing it. I'm giving my 110% all the time, but, but also at the same time, tons of fun. And joining us now, uh, Dominic Aragon uh, from uh, Daytona. How you doing, man? Good morning, Dave. Greetings from Morning Beach, Florida. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I wanted to uh, ask you, um, because I was very intrigued, uh, by the interview and of course, you know, Matt's tired after getting out of the car, um, and, and a race, but, 
his his demeanor, um, he, he seemed uh, really sincere and did seem more relaxed because, I mean, last year running for uh, Wood Brothers uh, 21 team and, and knowing his, uh, his job was on the line every week, uh, this had to be kind of a little bit of relief, and yet he's still got a full-time ride. He's still got a full-time ride out of it. He's going to run the entire truck race for truck schedule this season in the 2022 season. And, yeah, Dave, I saw him climb out of his truck. And, right, so when they bring these guys down, NASCAR has all these protocols. So the, the winner goes to the start-finish line. The top ten trucks typically go park in one area, and the other trucks park a little behind that, and they're not really required to do anything with media obligations. Well, I saw Matt climb out, and I saw he was starting to walk towards the area back towards the garage area. So I thought, well, let's go. I'll go talk to him. And he was very happy to do it. And during that entire interview, we were walking through the NASCAR Cup garage on the way, I believe, back towards where his motorhome was, or at least where he was staying for the weekend. And he had that slight smile to his face the entire time. He just looked a lot more relaxed. He looked like he was just ready to take on the season and was just enjoying himself. And I, Matt DiBenedetto's always worn his emotions on his sleeve, and he certainly was doing that last night. He looked very happy to be there. And for that small operation that they were on with Rackley, having that top 10 finish, second top 10 of their truck series career, first top 10 in his debut, it was certainly a, a good debut for Matt DiBenedetto. Well, and what I'd like to do is get a little perspective. I mean, uh, you and I were there 2016, so short, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, you could do the math six years ago. Um, and the difference between the Camping World Truck Series then and now, uh, I think that this would be a, a completely different feeling six years ago about going down to trucks when last year uh, John Hunter Nemechek went back to trucks just to get back in that winning ways. Uh, is Matt kind of approaching that in the same manner? It's a great question. I think, honestly, looking at how their team, they're a small operation, they're a smaller team, and if I remember correctly, they're not based in the Charlotte area, they're based out of Tennessee. So they don't have the resources any of the big teams have. He had said he was really excited to get out to Vegas in a few weeks. So that race is Friday, March 4th. And he really feels like they're going to have an idea of where they stack up. And, and he said, look, the goal is to get back to, to victory lane or to win races. And he feels like they can have a, a good measuring stick of where the team is after the Las Vegas race. They're 14th in points leaving Daytona. They finished 10th, but they didn't pick up any stage points. So they're already outside the playoff bubble, if you will. We're already talking playoffs, and it's only February. Right. But I'm very curious to see how this team will run looking at Las Vegas, looking at some of these other tracks, how they really stack up. Because super speedways you can ride around, and we always make the comparison that it's Mario Kart. You smash the gas and hope for the best. But right. at a track that doesn't require a restricted play, let's see what the Benedetto can do. I'm, I'm very curious to see how this team will run here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, talk, talking about uh, playoffs, uh, Zane Smith uh, looks like he's in. You know, I mean, there's a long way to go. Uh, front row with the number 38 getting that done. Uh, ben Rhodes, who finished uh, second after about 30 minutes, they had to figure out uh, what the finish was on that. But your winner from yeah. 2021 um, had kind of a an, an odd middle of the season but finished strong. Um, I mean, Zane Smith would probably uh, love to uh, walk away with a, a championship after uh, winning the Daytona 500. Oh, absolutely. And, and kind of backing up front row motorsports dominance on the super speedways. They've always been historically a great team when it comes to this kind of racing. And they had loves on the truck last night. Kind of, kind of back up Michael McDowell's win from last year. And Zane finished second in points for the last two seasons in truck. 
And you can tell he was very candid up there on that podium when they were asking him questions about his win. And I think Bob Pockers of Fox Sports had asked him, well, does this win bring any solace to what had happened last year in points? He goes, no, nope. because of all these things when, when you can't win. And that tells me how much of a competitor he is when, when he's putting down that wall, if you will. And he's telling us, look, he goes, last year, last year it sucks, but we're going to move forward this year. And it's nice to know we're already locked into the playoffs. And only a sports career win, but I mean, really, really good start to the year. They don't have to worry about going out. Are we going to be a part of the playoffs like last year? Now they can go out and try to win some stages. Well, and so we were able to watch a truck race and see that you know things kind of look the same, you know. But I'm kind of curious on on your perspective. Uh, I mean, we all we've seen is the duels so far with Cup, uh, but they they appear to not have quite the power. It looked like even a four car. Um, a four a four car group was actually running faster than like some of the bigger groups, and of course the single cars just just can't keep up. I mean, what 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 are we, what can we look for in uh, the uh, Daytona five hundred, man? Yeah, Daytona five hundred is sixty fourth running tomorrow. I think the duels and some of the practice sessions have given us an idea of what to expect. I mean, I think even was it Ryan Blaney had said in that first duel. You didn't expect that move from Brad Kozlowski to come so soon. So I feel like some drivers were kind of testing the waters and showing their hand. I think we're going to be seeing some moves throughout the race. I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a calm, a relatively calm first two stages, and then we see all hell break loose in that third stage like we have seen in the past. But I think that could be something to watch for. Look for a calm race. And, and Dave, the best part about being out here, there's no rain in the forecast tomorrow. (laughs) So we don't have to worry about rain pushing back like it did last year or pushing it back to President's Day like it did in 2020. Right. Hey, dude, I, but I got to ask you, I mean, it's um, the feel on, on this car. I mean, you know, I, what do we not what do we not know? I mean, I, I'm I'm so concerned that uh, I mean, it's a good looking car. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think everything's good. Uh, that rear diffuser, um, I think, is going to make a big difference on other tracks. But I, I don't know if we're giving up something um, on these big tracks to get better races on the short tracks. Yeah, it's, it's a great question and one thing i heard larry mcreynolds of fox sports say is you're really going to see a lot of the teams really like like at least like last year right you, you could look at the spoiler you could look at like how drivers or teams are making adjustments like on the shell the call on the outside but you really you're not going to really see a lot of that this year it's going to be like under not not even under the hood but like more inside the cockpit there's going to be stuff to to look at there it's, it's there's a lot of questions i think still and like even the inventory questions what's going to happen there's a big crash. How many teams is in this play? So right. there's a lot of big question marks, I think, entering the Daytona 500. And, and I think it's worth noting, too, and this will be the first time since 1997, but the winner of the Daytona 500 will not have their car on display at the Daytona USA Museum right? because there's just that short. The teams need them. That's, that's, that's phenomenal. Hey, how can we follow you this weekend? Follow us along at the racingexperts.com. Also, Co-host the Let's Go Racing podcast with NASCAR driver David Starr. We're going to have Jock Dillon move on our show tonight live from Daytona, so that'll be a lot of fun. Sweet. Also, follow me along at Dominic Aragon. That's D O M I N I C A R A G O N on Twitter. And yeah, Dave, always appreciate the the time to chat with you here at the racetrack. And man, we, wish, we certainly wish you were here. It doesn't feel like it was six years ago when you and I made this trip. I know that's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> Who's your pick to win? I got to ask you. Uh, well, I'm sorry to say, uh, Joey Logano. And and I'm not sorry for me. I'm just sorry for all the Logano haters out there. Uh, I you know I think that uh, yeah they they tore up a car, uh, but uh, but the Fords are strong, and you know he's one of the strongest uh, plate uh, plate drivers. I guess we can't even call it plate anymore. But uh, 
uh, you know, as super speedway drivers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to feel like that Hendrick dominance continues. I think Chase Elliott gets it done with his first day to on a 500. Oh, nice call. All right, man. I know there's a lot of fans out there. Be happy with that. I appreciate you coming oh, on, absolutely. man. Hey, appreciate you, Dave. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that's Dominic Aragon, racing experts. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, check out. I mean, they got a lot of great coverage. You know, got photographers out there and everything. Uh, but got a whole lot more coming up, including we got to get to the Unser Racing Museum event calendar. A lot of cool stuff going on around here. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN, Albuquerque 1017, the team. Hey, race fans, this is NASCAR team owner, Coach Joe Gibbs. You're listening to David Swope on New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And uh, got to get to the Unser Racing Museum event calendar. We've got a lot of stuff uh, coming up. Uh, let's talk some car shows, man. For sure, David. No, there's a lot of setups that are coming up. I mean, March is the big month where everything's opening up, but we oh, have some yeah. cool events that are really going on. So let's start off with uh, one that may be a little tentative, but guess what? It's one of the groups that, hey, if we find you on Facebook, if it's someone that wants to give you know some talks on your, on your car show, you tell us and let us know. So today actually going on is the Los Alamos Auto Club. They're actually going to have a meet today from 10 a.m. to noon. It's going to be on 15th and Centro in... Los Alamos, and uh, hopefully it's warm enough where everyone's going to go out there and enjoy. But they try to get at least once a month, they try to get a little auto club meet that they have going on and, hey, try to support the people, you know? I tell you, Los Alamos is not all that big. So, I mean, you ought to be able to uh, uh, find that gathering. But uh, we got uh, coffee and cars, which... I'm confused. Did did you dyslexia that? Is it cars and coffee or is it coffee and cars? Man? I believe so. I got coffees and cars right here. <laughs> so coffee and cars is going to be next next Saturday. So February 26th from 9 to 11 at the Conwood Mall where uh, they get the motor running for some amazing uh, events where they have it on the last Saturday of each month. Okay. So bring your ride. Go check out uh, low riders, hot rods, all the fun people that come out there. And the first 50 people will receive free coffee from Stan's Coffee and Scones. So go out there early, get some coffee, get some amazing rides, and, hey, support local, have some fun time out there where cars are going to be around. Scones? What is this, British cars only? No, no, just coffee. It's I think it stands I think it's the company, but they get free coffees. Ah, okay. All right. Well, free I mean, there's nothing get. wrong with the scones, so don't send me any like hate mail or anything off of scones. I'm not saying anything. Uh looks like uh there's a pancake breakfast yeah. uh, next weekend. That's our that's our friends at the New Mexico Runners are all going to be out there. So awesome. February 26th, it's the Albuquerque Christian Children's Home Pancake Breakfast that they have going on. Amazing event for amazing cause. So go out there, and it's also on the. I mean, the car council was kind of promoting as well. Yeah. So from eight to eleven, go out support the kids. It's going to be at fifty seven hundred Winter Haven Road, and uh, yeah, have a good time and uh, you know support support everyone that's around. So the the runners are playing that night too. 
So, I mean, is this him carving up? I mean, or are they going to carb too early? I mean, I, I'm a little concerned about that. I mean, they're going to run it off for sure. So I think <laughs> soccer players could carb up a few times before a match. Run as one. Got that. All right. Uh, March 21st. It says Daylight Savings Cruise. Is, is Daylight Savings time coming already? I mean, it's going to be around the corner sooner and later. So the annual Daylight Savings Cruise will be held at Boreas uh, once again. It's going to be March 12th at 4 p.m. So... They always kind of known as uh, respect the spot. There's going to be no burnouts, no racing or sideshows, but they're just going to go out, have a nice, enjoyable cruise and beautiful uh, early to late evening from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. So go out there and celebrate some good people out there enjoying a nice, steady cruise. Well, the way you used to be able to deal with that is uh, Desert Fest, right? Because after Desert Fest, they used to actually cruise to the uh, – um, uh, oh, man, my, my brain just went – the uh, Ah, never mind. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll move on. Uh, the Lantern Fest um, on the twelfth. Now, I, I, you know what they should do? They should somehow involve racing with the lanterns. You know, I mean, they should how somehow pull those things around. Little, little extra lighter okay, in there so, to get them to shoot up yeah. right away. Yeah, you're you're like <laughs> uh, whatever. Okay. Hey, there's a lot of great events. So Sandia Speedway, I mean, there's going to be the s'mores, fire pits, live music, jumpers, concession stands, some cornhole playing, a lot of fun stuff out there. So tickets are available. So go out there and try to support. If you get them early, I still think it's a good discount if you get them early, you guys. So go support amazing events at Lantern Fest. And one of my favorite events I actually didn't put on the calendar, but we've been trying to support, is this kind of boxing day that they have going on. Boxer days, I should say. It's going to be Sunday, February 27th, and it's a showcase of all the pre-60s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, the vintage BMWs, Airheads, and Boxers. So that's going to be at the Rig Coffee Shop where a lot of motorcycles kind of go out and support. So just one of those amazing events where it's not, it's not a car show. It's going to be some two wheels, but, hey, we try to support you all as well. Yeah, and so uh, tomorrow, of course, out at Sandia Speedway as well, uh, the uh, uh, Winter Series. Uh, I'm going to dust off the Miata and get out there and just see uh, see how slow I can go. Because uh, it's been it's been a few months, and, and it, the joke is it's been a year, right? You know, because you know it's twenty twenty two. Sure. Has. Anyway, uh, March nineteenth. Yeah, so we have uh, the Feed New Mexico Kids Car Show, which is one of the greatest shows that we that they have. It's at the Phillips and Sons at forty one zero one Fourth Street, and pretty much all it's a donation for entry. So it's this one's a little. You know, people come out, it's for a great cause, but it includes lunch, door prizes, raffles, everything that you need from one of these great car shows. But it's for a great cause, feeding New Mexico kids. So go out there, support some great people. That's March 19th, and we're just going to be revving on through there. So there's a ton of great uh, car shows, so come out, support, and we're going to be posting them here on the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Fantastic. All right, uh, Albuquerque Dragway opening in two weeks with a uh, Saturday-Sunday Test and tune, uh, Sandia Speedway looks like uh, their next event, March 27th, um, is going to be for the uh, ABQ Super Lap. Uh, you got the season opener there on the dirt track, uh, April 16th. Uh, Votto next weekend got an open practice. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, we've been talking with uh, Hal Burns Racing, uh, Dave Burns and Caleb Seiss about doing some World Outlaw stuff at the uh, the end of March out there at Votto. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. A- Alien Speedway opening March fifth, so that's two weeks. Uh, Moriarty MX opening that same weekend. So, man, we're gonna we're gonna be busy um, in a couple weeks. So, everybody better relax next weekend. World of Outlaws uh, going on today at Volusia Speedway Park, which is all a part of uh, Speed Weeks. 
um, April 9th, um, Formula E round six. Man, I was watching round three the other day. Um, they already got it going. Formula One is going to start March uh, 18th. Uh, IndyCar, February 27th, streets of St. Petersburg, NHRA, uh, got started this weekend. Uh, of course, Camping World Truck winner last night, uh, Zane Smith, they got it going. Uh, today, beef is what's for dinner. Uh, 3 p.m. today for the Xfinities. And, of course, uh, you've got uh, uh, the Daytona 500, the blue-green vacations. Well, that was the duel. Uh, but you got coming up uh, the Daytona 500 uh, on Sunday. All right, man. Well, that that's another edition of the New Mexico Motorsports. We're going to have a whole new show uh, next weekend. Hope you can tune in. We'll be definitely talking about the Daytona 500. And then we'll really see uh, what's going on uh, after that race. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.